0: Welcome to another Sonic Talk, episode 207, 570. What am I talking about? Uh, it's been a little bit delayed. Uh, you may have noticed we've not been around for a couple of weeks, and that's really because uh, we had just network issues. There was week one, uh, there were storms, and the network went down. And then week two, I thought it had been fixed, but the day before... It just dropped off again, and uh, so that we've now got new lines in, and so everything should be all peachy. So thanks to the BT guy for fixing it. And I know they get a lot of flack, but actually, it's been working for years and years and years, and I can't think of many other times this has happened. Maybe four times in I don't know eight or nine years. That's pretty good, I would say. That beats that. that that's got to be ninety nine point nine up, up, up uh, availability. Anyway, this isn't all about network. This is the music podcast, to- uh, the podcast that's on about music technology, which is synthesizers, software, music production, live production, uh, all kinds of things, basically. And uh, we're back, finally. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to Isotope. Isotope will be providing a prize a little bit later on. You can win a copy of the uh, RX-7 Music production software, which is absolutely awesome. And uh, that'll be coming up about halfway through. So uh, once again, I want to say hello to our YouTube chatties and also to our IRC friends who've been back uh, blazing through the characters. There must have been some kind of... uh, um because they just haven't had the opportunity to do it recently. So now they're kind of making up for it now. So if you want to check it out uh, every Wednesday, generally, every Wednesday, 4pm, this is when we do the show. So thanks very much. Uh, Let's say hello to a few guests. We'll start with Mr. Richard Hilton over there in Connecticut. Uh, Rich Hilton, of course, uh, live keyboards for Chic uh, with Noel Rogers and also works at the studio, Uh, sporting a very... uh, I think that's a very stylish bit of man hair there, the... uh, Beard suits you, Rich. How have you been? Are you well?
1: Yes, I'm very well, thank you. And thanks for your kind words about the facial hair.
0: Yeah, so I saw a couple of things on uh, on uh, Facebook when you were out on the road. I think, and I thought, yeah, that's a that's looking good there. So, um, thank you've, you are you been out and around, or I mean, I guess we haven't seen you for a little while. So, have you been you've been on the road again?
1: Yeah, there was quite a bit of touring, and then uh now I've been home for a bit, and. We'll resume touring in April and be gone for a while and uh, be coming around pretty much everybody here's local area at some point in the summertime. Uh, we'll be back in the UK by June and spend most of the summer in the UK and Europe with an occasional foray to, to play at the Hollywood Bowl with the Los Angeles
0: Harmonic. Oh, wow. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. On, on the independent. And today we're going to play in uh, Los Angeles at Hollywood Bowl. So uh, lots of touring, lots of fun, uh, great audiences, great times. We've been uh, doing an arena tour in the United States with Cher, the legendary Cher. Wow. Pack seats in an arena like you can't believe. Boy, does she sell tickets. And uh, we have a good time every night. It's fun.
0: Excellent. Glad to hear it. That sounds absolutely awesome. And uh, we also have another couple of guests. Uh, these guys have both been at the Tome and Synth Reactor event, which uh, we're going to talk about a little bit because it's something that sadly I couldn't make because uh, I'm having work done on my house. And I fe- uh, if, I'd, if I'd left to have it done without being around I think I probably would have been uh, excommunicated so uh, that's my excuse but uh, we'll start with uh, Div Kid Ben Wilson uh, I haven't seen you for a long time Ben I know you've been very busy and you were out at the Tome and Synth Reactor thing as well as doing your own mm. stuff have you now got loads of video to uh, edit and uh, put together or are you uh, did you do it all there?
2: Yeah yeah, well, we, we should, not I'm sure guys will mirror this, shout out the team of people that were there, lots of the people that were helping. They set up three studios in um, what I was told was Toman's grandfather's old house. So they all looked like kind of granny's old-fashioned living room that had, you know, tens of thousands of pounds worth of camera equipment and rigging drilled into it and all sorts of kind of rigging to make it happen. The guys working there, I think, had been involved with Toman's guitar event previously. Um, ah super helpful all live camera switching done for you audio premixed for you um they were great at just popping into shot without kind of distracting you too much and going you've got five minutes left in because we all booked time within one hour slots um very accommodating the video it doesn't look like it needs much editing to be honest there's quite a lot that you know i may nip and tuck a little bit but um mainly for my own um baffle if you like i totally ruined one video he's in the chat room actually i invited once upon a synth into a video and said come on let's just go play around with this yamaha uh, the reface dx with a detronics expander i thought loads of knobs fm this could be fun pulled him in said come and join me for the hour and just proceeded to cough like a maniac for about 50 minutes of the hour slot I oh, know um, <laughs> that one might have some editing, but the crew. He said to me at the end, one of the guys said, "I'm really sorry, there's one cough on camera." And I was like, "I coughed about 500 times," and he said, "No, I was on it." So every time I kind of lent into cough out of the way, he switched the camera super quick. So maybe they've rescued it. Um, nice. Yeah. If 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 they haven't, and it was just me at home, I'd have had to bin that off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, so, that is good.
2: Yeah, video. Uh, really good experience.
0: Oh, that. excellent. Well, and I suppose, I suppose what we should well, really it's... do, we should probably say what it was, shouldn't we? I mean, and say hello yes. to Gaz Williams, a Did professional guys, bass player, music yeah. technologist. <laughs> uh, the Toman Synth Reactor thing, um, just to kind of rewind a little bit before you come in. Uh, essentially, they invited a bunch of YouTubers uh, to go to uh, the Toman HQ, where uh, and a bunch of manufacturers all together in sort of one big place uh, where they were uh, invited just to kind of make content. And uh, and 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 by all accounts, and from what I've seen, I've seen cuckoo stuff there, and it looks like it actually went really well. So, I Gaz, guess, I, I guess that's a good point to bring you in and give your impressions of it because it's an it's an interesting new format, isn't it? Really?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us had experienced anything quite like it before, and uh, there was a lot of manufacturers there as well. There was a like a um, like a sort of a triple teepee kind of structure, um, like a large tent structure that was. Um, yeah, something like that you'd find typically in a festival, uh, and in there were lots of manufacturers. I mean, there were most of there was representatives from most of the major manufacturers there, and also, uh, I'm not sure who had brought them along, but there was a re- there was lots of rare vintage synths there as well, and the premise was that we could basically do whatever we liked. We had access to ninety thousand products in the uh, <laughs> the Toman warehouse, effectively, uh, or. We could also engage with the 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 manufacturer, you know, the manufacturers who were there, and they brought all their latest and greatest stuff. Or we could use these vintage synths, uh, or a combination of anything. And I think one of the things that was really encouraged was for different YouTubers to um, to do col- collaborations together. Uh, so one of those has just gone live. I, I see that Once Upon a Synth is in the chat room. And, uh, oh, and Simon Magpie and Bo Beats. So there's a bunch who were there are, are actually tuned in now. So hello, big hello to them. Uh, Once Upon a Synth um, asked me if I would um, play some bass guitar through a Moog One, which is cool, through the audio input. And he manipulated the sounds and explored what you could do with the audio input. And I really, really enjoyed that typically. <laughs> um, but uh, this idea of uh, cooperation and collaboration really um put uh some fears that i had of it being like a kind of exploitational marketing uh you know i mean it was yeah yeah i know what you mean a, yeah. a marketing tool for you know for toman and for the brands to get involved um but the the way it felt and the way actually it turned out to be it was just really a it's a huge loads of fun. And we were treated so well. And honestly, big thank you to everybody involved in the organization because uh, we really were treated incredibly well. And uh, <laughs> But on the YouTuber front, all these YouTubers, um, I don't... I mean, I've got a bit of a crusty old channel, really. My, I don't really keep a YouTube channel. Most... You know, I was probably there because of my appearances on Sonic rather than anything to do with my channel. Because um, I was thinking if everybody was, like, looking through the different channels to see who was the... When they were ranking. totting it up
0: at the end of the at the end of the day, yeah, whether the accountants right. get hold of it, yeah, right. views right. not versus not the, cost,
3: <laughs> I'd be right at the bottom, like totally at the bottom. So, um, so actually, thank you, Nick, for. Uh, <laughs> the,
0: well, I must because, admit, I'm. I've, I feel I, I, I was watching it, and I was thinking, "Oh God, I wish I could have been there." You know, I really, mm. uh, I kind of really um, wish I'd. I'd but uh, when, when Tom, yeah, you. when Tom asked me, it was kind of like, "I don't think I'm going to have time." And as it turned out, it was mm. literally if, because my house, the roof is coming off my house, and all this other stuff's been done. If I'd been away, it would have been very i would be a very bad parent but uh yeah so it sounds like a lot of fun and everything was I, I mean maybe next year if there's if they're doing it and i might get an invite i'd certainly like to try and get along there but it, it's an interesting concept i mean in some ways you know the, the idea of doing it like that i mean it's it's like an exclusive vip trade show type of vibe which could have gone either way couldn't it like you said it could have been felt a little bit like oh corporate and, and and a little bit uh uh-huh. felt felt a little bit marketing but it seemed to come off really well, well
3: it did come off well and i i pushed something there just out of interest uh, i managed to get um well i got luke from Korg, and i got david from roland um jackson from modal and enrico from ik multimedia to all join me in one of the studio rooms uh, this hasn't gone up yet this will be up short uh well probably maybe early next week um and i took the noodler along which is this weird little midi uh sort of note generator thing um and sort of a arra- and they all brought along a synthesizer that was uh, suitable for the roles the, the noodler outputs like a drone channel a pad channel and two arpeggiator channels so um so we ended up using the prolog for the uh, the, the the pad to the chord channel and um the uh, Roland uh, David brought the SEO two, which really sounds fantastic. Uh, and um, Jackson brought the diminutive little Craft uh, two synth, which is also awesome thing. And um, Enrico brought the uh, the Uno synth again excellent sounding synths and um, <laughs> whoops <laughs> I just proceeded to sort of give the and I was controlling the notes so all they were doing was manipulating the sounds and I was just spewing out all sorts of notes at them and it just turned into this really demonic sort of uh, carnival a carnival descending into the bowels of hell as they all were desperately trying to sort of make it sound nice and <laughs> whoops <laughs> so that'll be out shortly but at the, Luke seemed to think that that was the first time that a cross-brand thing had ever happened at an event so um i was really pleased about that i thought that was actually very much in the spirit of the you know which felt like it was um Breaking down these kind of corporate sort of barriers, you know, typically at like a NAM or you know even at Superbooth, you know, everybody are you know is in their sort of separate yeah. sort of sections. But um, there's a lot
0: more collaboration. There is, is, is collaboration, but yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, the, the major brand certainly working like that. It it's not an off, It's not often. It's usually an event in itself. You know, it's kind of collaborating with Roland Serato or whatever. You know, there's a big is a big deal, right?
3: Hmm. We're just getting Korg and Roland together. I thought it was a. Uh, groundbreaking <laughs> unfortunately the 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 crazy psychedelic mishmash of noise that uh, i made them play really, it's maybe not quite as glorious but no it was good it was really fun so uh, yeah watch out for that i i've only done a few videos i've made some with electron as well because uh um, chink and s were both there so so watch out for uh, and actually i'm going to put an appeal out for subscri- subscribers as well please just
0: so i so, so I can you go next year so I don't look so <laughs> yes yeah,
3: so i can go next year <laughs>
0: Excellent. That sounds like fun. I mean it does sound like a good it does sound like a good and and mu- music was very much at the heart of it. I guess a lot that and uh Tomen have got a new synth channel out, so I'm guessing they're probably gonna be pushing a lot of that stuff out there. But yeah, I I, I will uh, will will no doubt be featuring some of their stuff as it arrives and you will too. So but it sounds like a lot of fun. Um okay, well let's let's get on to uh, something. I'm gonna go to uh actually let's go to the, the is it this one? I'm just gonna no, it's not that one. It's not that one either. I'm going to find it here. Hold on a second. It was uh, Rich. You found this one. This was the uh, Blue Cat Re Guitar thing, which looked quite interesting. Uh, I'm going to rewind it here and see what happens.
1: Introducing the new Blue Cat Audio Re plugin. Re Guitar is a plugin that allows you to take the electric guitar input of either humbucker or single coil pickups and transform them into another type of pickup or an entirely different guitar have a humbucker guitar but need a bit of tele twang What about a single coil strat style but need more of a mellow jazz box
0: Right as I am famously uh, always saying, I won't play all of this, but uh, it's kind of the the, the, con- the concept is quite simple. Um, but I don't think I've never seen. It. I mean, we've seen it done with kind of uh, Line Six, where it's more a modeling guitar. But this is a very different sort of thing. It's more forensic, isn't it? And you were kind of you were quite blown away by this, right?
1: I am blown away by it, and I haven't I haven't played so much guitar in a long time because I can't stop playing. I love the sound of the thing, and it's so versatile. And I'm having so much fun. It's just, it sounds great. It works great. And in combination with his Axiom uh, amp modeling, pedal modeling system, it's awesome. It does remarkable things at the push of a button. And once you get it set up, and the Axiom product includes his delay, which is called late replies, and that's also really, really cool. Is it
0: it something that you think would work? I mean, is it something that you might use in a recording session where somebody's like, I just don't have the right guitar. We're looking for more like this. You know, maybe we can plug that in. I mean, or is it, is it more of a sort of demo type material? I already have. Oh, right. Used cool. it. <laughs> um, no, there's
1: no reason why not to use it. It sounds great. And you have a tremendous variety of tones available. And furthermore, you can apply them after the fact. You could basically record the guitar DI and just sit there and dial tones all day until you find the one you like, if that's how you want to work. I prefer to find the tone and play it. Yeah. But um, but uh, you have the option of going back at it afterwards.
0: Yeah, it sounds like... Uh, I, Gaz, it sounds like uh, one for a bass would be quite useful. You could get your your, your music... I've mod- got what the- bass
1: models... He's oh, got has it? Bass models in the Axiom. In the uh, Axiom. I don't know uh, about in Re Guitar, but Axiom has a bunch of bass features.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I noticed because you were playing. What were you playing? Was it a Music Master you were playing at, uh, or a G&L you were no, playing at? at uh, no, it was it Timon? It,
3: it, was, it was the latest model of the Music Man Stingray. Um, ah. And really, Bernard ah. Edwards, um, I've been listening. Well, we've got obviously <laughs> Mr. Hilton here, but I. Like, I sort of had an epiphany recently that, that, that I'd always wanted to try to get somewhere close to that Bernard Edwards sound. And I mean, you can see behind me here, I've got a ton of basses. I've got 12 basses and but I have never owned a Stingray. And I, I was sitting outside a restaurant and I think, um, I want your love. No, what was it? Um, I mean, oh, oh, I can't remember. But it, was, it, was, um, it was a great, great Bernard Edwards bass line came on and the sort of the poke that absolute funky poke of the notes and and I was thinking, so I came back and I was just trying all my bases to do it. I got the g n l, which has kind of got similar looking pickups, but uh, my epiphany was the fact that the where the pickup placement on the the music man is um in a very specific place, which is un- if if you do harmonics it 's positioned underneath the fifth rather than underneath where it would be the root uh, of the of the harmonic series um, ah, I do this okay. in the video actually with once upon a synth, but uh
0: I realised that none of my bases did it. So I
3: had a legitimate reason to justify a 13th bass. Yes!
0: Have you... Have you <laughs> did you get a Tome and Discount, guys? <laughs> uh, well, I haven't... Uh, it's,
3: I, um, I maybe get... <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
1: it's worth a thought. Boy, it's <laughs> get quiet oh, yeah, in
4: here.
3: I, I do. I mean, I've got the, the gas badly. I, uh, I also got to play that bass on... Me and Ben, can I just tell a quick story, just going off topic? It's quite funny, but um, Ben is a great drummer. And um, Ben, being a div kid, I should just hasten to add. Um, and I went looking. If we wanted to do some playing with kit and bass and get some synthesizer uh, action over the top, and, like, you know, so I went, I went round hunting. Like Ben said, oh, there's got to be a kit somewhere. <laughs> so I went off looking around the store to see if I could find a, a drum kit somewhere we could set up to do this thing. I found my way into the little PA department, which has got this ridiculous kind of stage with like, I don't know, like all the lights, are massive amount of lights. It's basically a showroom for lights and PA equipment and uh so managed to sort of arrange that and um i went and found ben and said oh you got to come and look at this i think this might be i don't know see what you think Then we go it's like an arena sort of sort of stage uh set up with a you go will this do <laughs> but um it was a bit of a cheese trap in the end though i wanted to do something really cool with sort of like bass and drums and uh and some really and a, a couple of guys to come and play some synths over the top but there was something, something happened and it, and all the to loads of tone man sort of musos all turned up. I think uh, word got out it, that that it was a jam going on, you know? <laughs> and then um, it, it was all right, but I wanted to do something sort of cool and arty and synth sort of, but it, sort of, it did descend into a 12 bar blues at one point, which I was like, no! <laughs> oh, well. Um, anyways, some of that stuff's going to come up, but it was just really awesome to play with Ben. Um, so that
0: was a uh, yeah anyway sorry that was it ben oh, but back- to, to, yeah oh, back, i was just saying i'd <laughs> almost forgotten the uh the, the idea of the sort of modeling side of it i mean it's harder on bases i guess because you've got that waveform cycle thing going on which you know is i don't know whether it it, it has the same limitations whatever technique they're using to do this
2: right i'd be very I interested in your try- uh, sorry Sorry Gaz, I thought you were coming to me then, Nick, to say Ben, tell Gaz why he needs to buy the thirteenth base.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did sound great on a stingray, guys. I'll just just throw that out there. Excellent.
3: Oh, we- I I felt at home. I felt well, I felt I'm home, in fact. I really thought, you know, wow. So I gassing badly <laughs>
0: this kind of, but the modelling um, but the, the modelling concept it's an interesting yeah. one and I think you know just, just the fact that you can you can impose these models on it I mean it's not a new thing mm. but I guess maybe it's the way they've no. done it
3: but it, I, I mean the thing with bass and playing through an amp though is as much to do with the actual physical sensation um, so anything that I've tried you know which either come out of studio monitors or, or on headphones um, you know you kind of do lack the physicality of the amplifier, you know, the, the air being moved, you feel vibrations. Um, and without that physical relationship, it it's always feels slightly academic what's coming out. Because, uh, you know, so you could try using a sub-pack, something like that, to try and put some of that back in.
0: Um, well, Servo-controlled hairdryer, maybe, something like that, yeah
3: oh that's a good idea <laughs> um but uh, but but i'm certainly very interested to try anything in this i'm very interested in this in this so and and if and if rich is into it then i've i've got to take this seriously <laughs>
0: that's a yeah. point. so
3: is it, is it it is out now then
0: yeah i believe so yeah um so we know like was... do we know it's, it's, uh, yeah, yes, well, it's, 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 yeah, it's, not, it's uh, currently at 69 bucks until, uh, no. well, until it's not, and then it'll be 99. So it's not expensive. And, but, do, I mean, I guess the thing is, is with stuff like this, I wonder what, it, I mean, you could probably put synths through it. I wonder what it would do, you know, if you yeah. put mono stuff through it or any kind of stuff. That would be kind of interesting. A bit some sort of Yeah, definitely.
2: And I know as a player, it's the experience of the instrument, as Gaz said, you know, playing... And it's hard to decouple the actual instrument itself, but playing a Telecaster or a Strat or a Les Paul, they obviously all feel different as instruments anyway. But it's so responsive in terms of the sound and how you hear the sound live and how it's manipulated as well and how it feels as the whole experience, not just the physicality of the instrument in front of you. But one thing that was interesting on the bottom of that... He does mention if you do not play guitar but you're producing music with guitars, you'll enjoy re guitaring as a sort of re-amping play on right. words, if you like. I do – I I find that kind of fascinating. There must be so many people in positions where they just record it with the guitar they have. And maybe they're – I think it would be interesting before amp modelling. So if you were in the guitar and you had this and then, there's some sort of amp modelling software – I wonder how responsive to changes it would be in the same way a real amp would be with a different thing feeding it upstream. But you're yeah, right. The thumbs for Sims, up from
0: Rich there, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think that just for guitar, that's really interesting. But also for Sims, you know, if if I can make the... the I, saying something's fat is always a little bit ridiculous. Fattest module bass I can think of, but I make that the humbucker fattest version of a synth ever, will it be bigger in the same way that a humbucker is bigger than a single coil generally tonally it's interesting i love running things through convolution which this is at least running in parallel in my mind to you know convolution of rack gear or other bits of processing it's interesting it mentions that you can change the tone and volume pots as well um, and the passive volume control on a guitar affects the tone and not just the volume, so it's different to just say automating your kind of mix level in a DAW I wonder if that's kind of musically rewarding Mm. Um, I do like it when things fade in and out with a tonal change I like a soft roll off of treble as volume gets quieter which is the kind of low pass gate thing you get in a Buchla on a synth but it's also how sound works in the real world Um, if it's further away there's less top end generally Um, so I wonder if that If it's going to be a really interesting kind of tool for experimenting with non-guitars, how much, how different will a drum beat through it be? Um, Will it will it sound like a pickup and have that kind of quality, or will it just be the difference between? Do you have to select what it was recorded with, and then it simulates?
0: I don't know. Rich probably will answer that.
2: You know, I'm wondering, you are, do you have um, to say this was a single pile? Oh, it does, yeah.
0: Oh, you tell it away like from
1: To select input pickup style and an output pickup style, and then you can yes. select a body type, a body thickness. You can. There's an acoustic model as well, but it's mostly centered around electric models. It's perfect. And there's also the ability to put to put body thickness on the sound, which is an interesting mm. aspect to it as well.
0: Mm. Can you go really crazy? Do you Remember there were the, um, some of those. Uh, the, I think the Roland V piano. Do you remember that when when you could make it sort of two hundred feet long, and uh, you know you could go really out of this world. Can you make an acoustic guitar that would be impossible to play? Because <laughs> you couldn't get your arms. I haven't
1: right? gone that deeply. I haven't gone that deeply into the acoustic model yet, so I can't ah, okay. answer that. But uh, okay, be interested. I an electric model like crazy.
0: Well, it's, and I, I did
1: fat, fatten up a jazz guitar to play from my Telecaster, and yeah, it sounds great. It's really and it's totally, and I feel connected. Uh, to address uh, Ben's very reasonable concerns, I did feel connected to the sound while I played it on a Telecaster neck. It didn't feel ah, weird to me, and I didn't sense a deca- a delay, or any sort of unnatural. Feeling to it, it felt like that's what I was. Pl- that's what what I was playing sounded like. And it, I wonder, I, I wonder if this heralds. I won- I, liked.
0: I wonder if this is heralding a kind of you know because we do we get these paradigm shifts, don't we? As DSP sort of, mm. you know, the, the capacity or somebody makes some breakthrough with code, particularly with convolution. Are we going to get to the stage where? It's almost like I've only got, you know, a really crappy mono synth, for instance, or, you know, in my mind. I'm going to make it sound, you know, so we just feed it through something that kind of beefs up the oscillator and changes the essential sound character. So we, maybe we're on the... the, the the brink of that, if if that's not already available, that would be kind of something that's it kind of interesting. Sounds like soft tube modular to me. Yeah, kind of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can imagine you can imagine modular heads imploding if the From and the Two pickup becomes input synth and output synth. I'll make my more plasticky SH one hundred and one sound like a mini mug from the From well, and the Two it, section. Isn't
1: Persing doing something like that with Omnisphere now? Isn't or is that uh, just interfacing? That's with just the interfacing,
0: hardware? really. Yeah, that's not oh, okay. actually. Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. But yeah, it's a it's a similar concept. It's an interesting idea, though. Uh, yeah, available. Uh, you go to Bluecat Audio, check the products out, and uh, I just thought we'd mention that one because uh, it's kind of fun. Um, I guess actually, we should probably say uh, have a quick word from our friends over at IsoType. So I'll uh, I'll just hit that now, and we can we can have the competition. You can learn a little bit about RX.
4: RX continues to be the industry standard and leader in audio repair for music and post-production. And with RX7, we've introduced groundbreaking new ways to quickly and easily fix and manipulate audio. Take the game-changing Repair Assistant, an intelligent helper that can detect noise, clipping, clicks, hum, and more. Also new in RX7 is Music Rebalance, a powerful source separation tool. Drums too loud, vocals not loud enough, Let's fix that. You can also create instrumental versions of songs by removing the vocal elements. You can now alter the pitch without affecting the timing of your audio, and conversely, alter the time without affecting the pitch with the new variable time and variable pitch modules. Using the new dialogue contour, you can improve the performance of a line or even create a new performance by altering the pitch contour of the dialogue, therefore adjusting the intonation of the speaker and introducing Dialog D-Reverb, a module powered by machine learning to reduce the presence of reverberations around dialogue. RX-7, a new frontier in audio repair. And if you want to
0: check that out, head over to uh, isotope.com and you can download Demo as ever. And we've got a competition winner from last time. I was going to say last week, but it's not really last week. Uh, We were looking for the hashtag MixDeconstruction. It's the Twitter user Richard Billingham, whose at handle is something I can't possibly pronounce. At LD3OSPH3R3. It's not something you can pronounce. But if you want to get in touch, Richard Billingham, you have won. And if you want to uh, maybe when uh, uh, next time uh we're giving away or Isotope to be giving away another copy of r x seven we 're looking for the hashtag edit and repair audio that 's all one word and the hashtag r x seven to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's the hashtag edit and repair audio one word the hashtag r x seven to at sonic state and at isotope inc we thank them for providing the prize it's been a wonder so um okay i 'm wondering where to go next let 's have a look um this this was kind of interesting did I have that uh oh man I think I haven't posed up let me put this wind up cuz this is a bit more synthy uh obviously um Native Instruments have been uh, mm. going on about their Massive X for a while, which is now is, they they trailed it as part of the uh, Complete 12. So if you buy that, you're going to get it. But you were supposed to get it in February. But actually, it's now looking like June. And they have uh, been posting sort of GUI updates. Uh, and this is what we've been, there's a, a news, that, and lots of people have been kind of riffing on that. And it's very different to the original Massive. I mean, Massive, of course, is kind of, it's a bit. It's almost like a best. It, it defined a, a whole uh, series of uh, instru- You know, a sound really because a native instrument software and samples just they have a certain beef to them. They sound really massive. And massive itself uh, was a huge sounding synthesizer. It is the huge sounding inst- uh, synthesizer. Massive X is a, is kind of taking that and running with it. They're not getting rid of massive, but Massive X is going to be kind of massive. But Exa, whatever that may be, I don't, <laughs> Ben, I'm going to come to you first because I mean, massive. It almost, it, it's almost like oh, you make drum and bass, or oh, do you use massive? It's almost that, isn't it? It's that and output, isn't it? You know, those are the two things you have to have if you're going to be doing that genre because it just seems to fill the void. So this is quite a uh, quite bold to make such a big change by Native Instruments.
2: Yeah, I think so. And the some of the team behind this, one of the developers, was at the Symphreactor event. And unfortunately, it wasn't something they could show in the tent. There's, you know, NDAs in place for showing this kind of thing and strict release dates and so on. And I missed my chance because they left a little bit early to get any kind of pre-interview with them. But what I did want to say, I'm glad it's come up so I can say it here, uh, Knife Party, which is a duo from uh, Rob Schweier from Pendulum, kind of live drum and bass band, uh, they released an EP called No Modern Talking and Modern Talking was a wavetable in Massive. That's how much it defined the kind of new UK bass, dubstep, moving into drum and bass kind of thing. That Modern Talking wavetable with just an lfo to wavetable making these talky bass sounds was a whole thing for about 18 months within kind of, you know, as you say, drum and bass, electro, dubstep. I don't think any other synth has done that and had such an impact well, soft synth specifically, and a specific wavetable even for a, a huge <laughs> yeah. group to have. It's almost like the no-saw-wave EP. It's kind of a funny statement. But I'm interested to hear it, having heard the they've developed since then and going back to the original Massive. Um, I used Massive on quite a lot of media library work, a really great synth, and really enjoyed it as well. There was a few things that I felt I couldn't always root where I wanted, Um as I got into hardware modular and maybe learned a bit more about synthesis than I, I used to know. But it's interesting. I like the new look. I like the, the look of it. It seems inviting. The modulation seems more open. I think it's the world's first delay, attack, hold, decay, sustain, hold, release envelope I've ever seen. They've basically put a hold stage before every other normal ADSR. Ah, okay. Stage.
0: AHD... What? Ah, it sounds like some some sort of um, disorder. Ahdshr, I've got to touch a touch of that.
2: with a delay before the, the start of it um, as well. So it's it's interesting. Um, great for any kind of modelling of drum sounds where. You know, just a slight delay. You think about hitting a snare drum; the springs don't excite the exact millisecond that the stick hits the drum. And you know, for getting really kind of deep into that detailed sound design, I think it would be good. We know their stuff sounds great. Um
0: It's I got like a look. Back. It's got a little look of reactor slash blocks about it, hasn't it? It's yeah. Sort of,
2: and it, it isn't everything, mm. of course, it, we should go by the sound and, and how it fits into mixes and things like that, but I don't know what the little gorilla's doing on the oscillator section. I like that it looks <laughs> like there's a panel in the noise oh, yeah. section with the rain symbol and the water, and it just seems to bring, I don't know, it, it looks simple enough to use with enough little visual cues mm. to make things nice and simple. I like yeah, that they've they, hidden away the modulation in the middle, that black strip there with, mm. um, I presume, E1, E2, L3 is LFOs and envelopes. And it's nice that everything isn't just glaring at you on screen.
0: Yeah, it you know, kind of reminds me, it's, it's, it's a bit Pigments vibe, isn't it? The Pigments that sort of does that, has that centre strip where all the modulations yeah. are, are going on. That's kind of an interest. As we, as we often see, you know, you get these kind of innovations in GUI and uh, software that then sort of, fan off and become adapted and mod you know and changed but it becomes it starts to become the language of a gui that we all then use in, in other applications so i mean it's it's all good stuff um yeah i, I don't I know i mean i don't know um rich are you a complete kind of user guy i mean i guess it's the sort of thing working in modern production the sort of thing you've got to have lying around so you've got everything i know you're a big fan of a lot of contact libraries and stuff i mean do you use the actual instruments the the software instruments themselves as well Yes, quite often.
1: And I like them. I like having them and I like using them. I don't have complete 12. I'm a, I'm a complete. I'm incomplete at the moment. Uh, oh, I'm, right. at least, I'm at least a complete or two behind now. Um, but uh, I do love using their stuff and uh, all of it. I and and oddly enough, one of the one of my favorites is their FM synth. I quite like the FM synth a lot and I like using it uh, and particularly distorting it in interesting ways. I do use massive, I do use Absynth, I do use reactor and love
0: monarch quite a bit. Yeah, Monarch's lovely um, actually. That's a reactor really, uh, ensemble, isn't it? A monarch yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: a reactor mini mode basically and it's awesome. It is. <laughs> it's really, I really suppose good. The thing it's that- got tremendous attack.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they make, because the thing, whenever I'm faced with with uh, uh, Massive, you know, I start with an init patch, and I usually just get the, the raw sound, but it's because of the complexity that you can achieve with software synthesis, I quite often sort of turn, I quite often turn off a little bit. Oops, that's my builder that's probably telling me the roof's falling. I suppose I ought to get that. <laughs> Gaz, if you'd just like to take over a second, I'm going to get there.
3: Okay. Um, well, I... I didn't get, I, I missed the opportunity, like Ben at Synth reactor to have a look at this. And I'm kicking myself now because I was really excited about it. Um, I think it's quite interesting. It's clearly been influenced by their own product range with the reactor blocks, it's something I'm sure that many people will, will have noticed. Uh, and I think it's quite interesting how you can go in. I'm just uh, looking at some of the things on it now. That if you click on the routing tab at the bottom, you open up ostensibly a. Um, like a like a modular uh it looks a bit like a like a like a max msp thing or a a pd patch um but i think they're kind of trying to find this balance between like a clear and detailed easy interface but with the, the super depth should you wish to go further into it um the it looks like all the modules are switchable out you know um and i and I'm guessing it's going to come with an absolute. I mean, this is all utterly speculation on my part. Uh, I'm feeling awfully um, playing catch up at the moment. Uh, still been in recovery from the last week, <laughs> but um, I really like the look of it, and it's something I'm quite interested to see. And not, it, it looks. I mean, I'm going by the visual of it. It looks like the the interface is going to be scalable, and hopefully, you know, will scale nice to.
4: Yeah, big, I think that's a really big, big screens
3: and, Mm, and I think this is going to be a thing now going forward that uh that the graphics um like some plugins, you know, I've got a big 4K screen in front of me here and some plugins that, that if I'm running in 4K, some plugins are tiny. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's always a bit but of a I do drag, also appreciate Yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate for for plugin manufacturers that uh to 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 reskin their software so it is vectors and can scale to
0: uh it's a lot of work. I mean, it's a really big deal. It's a, really it's a lot of work. Sorry, just, mm. just an update there. Apparently it's going to be quite dusty when I get home, which is not what I was hoping for, but there we go. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, I, what I was the point I was trying to make is, you know, th- there comes a point, and we we discovered this when we were looking at Omnisphere uh, a couple of versions back. We started to look at it, and it just became... It was so complex mm. and so dense that there's a sort of like, oh, man, you know, I, I kind of tend to glaze. So it's quite... You've got to... Getting the GUI right and getting the speed right, but getting the the, the density and the depth of it, there's almost mm. you know almost. I'm talking about patch design. I mean, it's almost if you're designing patches, you want all of that. But if you're using it and you just want to quickly get stuff, then you want some simplification. But you don't. Your mm. your notion of simplification is not going to be what somebody else's is. So it's quite it's quite a difficult tr- line to tread. I think in terms of users. I mean, that's what I, like with Rich. I mean, you know, Monarch is nice and simple. But it sounds, you know, the, the sound is the like When you get something like massive, even you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about Massive X, but massive or Pigments, any of these kind of high, large scale soft synthesizers, sometimes it's just sort of like, whoa, actually, uh, maybe I'll find a piece of hardware I could use or something simpler. I want to get there quickly, you know. Maybe, okay, <laughs> maybe that's just me. Hmm? I did say it's. I-
3: Mult, uh, Robin Moulton Music Technology has, who was at synth reactor as well, has just commented that a Massive X is developed by the same people who did the original. So although it borrows the looks, he thinks it's a different engine to Reactor. So that's quite interesting.
0: Right. So. Uh, well, okay, that would be interesting. But yeah, the, um, it was scheduled for February. I think now they're saying June. And if you if you mm. had bought Complete Twelve, you'll get it as a as a sort of freebie but- as part of the Complete Twelve. So.
3: It's it's interesting they can't afford to get this wrong. Massive has been such a kind of, you know, incredible powerful part of Native's kind of history that uh, you know, to go to this new version, it has to be right. There's such a lot riding on it. So, uh, I think it's going to be mind-blowing and it it yeah, I'm convinced about that. And I think I think good on them for sort of delaying the release until it's right. I think Absolutely.
0: Uh, Absolutely.
3: Important that they do that.
0: And I'm sure there'll be more teasers and whatnot. And we've got a kind of variety of topics left. I mean, we're kind of running into the last 20 minutes or so of this. Is there, is there anything that anybody feels particularly they would like to visit um, rather than me just pick it randomly? I'm going to open it to the floor yeah. there. Is anything that ha- ha- anybody has anything specific they want to, want to pick from the topic list or they've prepared for? that uh, they want to have their say? Or, like me, are you just winging it?
2: <laughs> a total no, winging i winging it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to I'm shout the out wing. the Open Source magazine.
4: Uh, ah, yeah, okay. Open Source,
2: the new print journal for synthesis. Uh James Siegler, great uh, musician, modular performer, uh, did some demos years ago that got a lot of... I'd say me and my friends into Modular and has done you know some great videos since since uh, put me onto this saying that they're doing a, a magazine. Now there is also a waveform magazine which you go in kind of the tape pop route free print magazine supported by advertising. Um this is quite different in that it's available from modular shops. Um it's premium. It's kind isn't of it? a it's of a, yeah, a kind of journal for synthesis. I think the title of the the uh post was. And just to kind of say good on them for doing a magazine about something smaller and you know it's a bit of a harder sell it's not a wider music tech magazine I don't know who's behind it if they've any experience in it but from what I've seen it it looks very good and um, they're they're covering some interesting things and the people that are in there look great so I just wanted to kind of shout it out Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Is
0: it? It's like I think it's thirty bucks or twenty eight dollars. So it's sort of I think it's a premium print product. It comes with an SD card with uh, software and. Uh, Music, I think Robert Rich has featured at this and the making of, I think what we say, the making of Black Noir, which is the endorphins, uh, the industrial design and decibel loudness defined. So, you know, it's it's specialised. I mean, it's a brave thing to do because obviously print is not something that one feels is perhaps on the up. It's the sort of thing that's been... So the idea of this almost like boutique print, you know, so it's a coffee table thing is an Mm. interesting idea. And I know because in the States, I mean, the the, the print... uh, the special, the specialized niche print uh, magazine uh, industry is really being decimated, hasn't it? So it's kind of, uh, it's, I, do you still get any magazines of any description, Rich? I mean, is that something that, because it used to be a really big deal in America because of I, the...
1: I try not to, <laughs> but I do. I can't seem to make pro, pro sound news stop as much as I've tried. Um, but I have already ordered my copy of this. I ah, okay. uh, had, had to look to find it because apparently they've only printed 200. There's a limited number of uh, uh, outlets worldwide from which you can order the thing, and I ended up having to order mine from the west coast of the U.S. because the place closest to me didn't have one.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So That's they're selling, stuff. apparently, and, and that, they I, refer to it more as almost like an art magazine. It's yeah. it's an interesting way they describe it, and uh, and again, they give you four gigabytes full of content, or you know, a four gigabyte sd card with content on it anyway so i'm quite looking forward to seeing it
0: yeah i just have a look it contains uh open source records ritual and time uh an album by uh maurice jackson uh, black noir an album uh from principal una uh and also yeah so i mean original patches Dark waste for yeah, so it's it's it, it it's it is very special I mean good luck to them and I hope it works out. I think they're going every six months or every quarter. i think that I think it depends on how well it because i mean it's not i mean two hundred copies at uh at thirty bucks is still only six grand, you know it's not like a massive amount of turnover. they're all going to be retiring on their yachts or anything it's so yeah good 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 for them uh but yes, you have to work hard to find it as you said rich it's not the sort of thing that just sort but of you can pop it, in from the shop.
3: On on a print tip, though, I mean, um, books still seem to be a a valid thing. And um, Kim Bjorn was at the event uh, at the weekend and uh, last week. And he was, um, he just announced his latest, what is, I think, his third book in this range um, with, you know, his uh, patch and tweak and uh, push, turn, move. His new one, uh, which is focused on pedals, uh, called um, Pedal Crush. It's not out yet, but um, I think he's, uh, I think that's going to be surfacing sometime this year but i mean those books are beautifully made i mean I, I i'm sure many of many of the listeners here will have um encountered them so far um and they're just gloriously put together and uh and actually when you know like le- i was leafing through one the other, the other day and um and i was thinking how it is really important that people still do make books. So uh, these are these are much more long-lasting objects than than. Say, it's true, but it's you know, it's the, so
0: difficult. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've yeah. got. I remember, you know, you buy uh, the the keyboard player. There would be there. Would, you know, the, the, I remember getting something for Christmas from my parents. That uh, basically, as soon as I got it, there was already stuff that wasn't in there because it. You know, technology moves so fast. So it, it's yeah, the sort of thing true. that's quite difficult to. To pick, you know what you put in it is quite relevant so maybe don't you don't put the newer stuff but you put classic things and things that would have a bit of well,
3: longevity right uh, there was another um uh, rob Pappen actually when well, his book is more or less just sold out he's made a he, he'd, wrote, he'd written a book in 2012 um and he brought some copies along uh and I, I was thrilled he presented me one on the, the final day this was after we'd done our roundtable discussion about patch design um and whereas what you're saying is true uh Rob's book as an example though is just dealing in classic subtractive synthesis um techniques and having and I've just I, I haven't really gotten stuck in totally yet but just sort of just leaping through it um ah uh, I was thinking how I wished I had that book years and years and years ago and it it is tempting to sort of think that or it is books do seem to be this thing that uh feel in some ways like they are locked in time but that can be a good thing as well can't it they are
0: um yeah oh, i agree i mean i i, ju- I think know. technical manuals and that side of stuff it's it's just you know we're so used to, i mean now i've spent because i've spent all this time recently working on i got the my new raspberry pi model which has got a tiny little screen on it you know and it all does all these sort oh, of clever look at things that. so every single That's day cool. you know i've been trying to fix stuff And I just you know it's Hmm. just you just search on Google. It's like how do I do that? Click and then you know off it goes. So what's that?
3: that? So that's a case that comes with the screen built in. It's
0: yeah, it's like twenty quid. Touchscreen. It's got a touchscreen on it, but it's terrible. It's all inverted, and I haven't figured out how to fix that yet. (laughs) That's the one thing I haven't sussed out. But it's useful. This is all part of our uh, show production system. But I mean, that's another story. Um, uh, Speaking of shows, actually, I should mention, of course, that uh, the. Synthplex is on at the uh, end of next week. Uh, if you're in uh, the US, the Burbank. I know a few of. Uh, I know Matt. I think Matt Hodson's going to go over and play. Uh, I think tickets are still available. Cool. Uh, you just want to head over to. I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was at. Uh, I've got. I think the discount's gone. But if you go to uh, bitly/slash Synthplex20. Then uh, that'll take you to the tickets, and you can still buy tickets for that. And they've got uh, just had Junkie XL show up; uh, he's going to do one of the keynotes, wow. and Thomas Dolby's going to be there. So it kind of it should be kind of fun. Um, uh, did I come to you, Ben? I'm sorry, I, I'm, I've lost track a little bit. I'm, I'm a bit out of practice. I, I brought
2: no. It was that uh, brought the uh, the book
0: up. Um, ah, it was you Kim that brought out, the book up. It, it awesome.
2: Yeah, it's uh, the magazine or, or art journal, um, and then uh, Kim Bjorn's book. Deep is kickstartering soon i believe and if i can be a bit cheeky and get a, a little kickstarter uh plugging so i think it looks really cool and i'll be totally straight about this i saw this i've never worked with plankton, plankton electronics but their new device spice looks really good and i messaged alex uh, just before heading off for the weekend um it's on kickstarter now plankton electronics spice and i just said look let's forget about any element of really working together can you send me this thing so i can make a bit of video just to help the campaign and cuz i really want one in the end and i've had great kickstarter experiences i know some haven't um, and i've got it here it arrived kind of 20 minutes before this um, so it's it's a, i guess it's a little bit like an analog heat kind ah, of like, okay. but you've got It's got the Korg new tube technology in it, which I've not really seen yet. So it's like the analog heat. There's several analog distortion styles. It's got a digital, you know, bit crush decimate section, uh, high-pass, low-pass filters, an envelope follower that you can reroute back to anything else. You can kind of fake a compressor. Um, There's CV in for everything. There's an in and out for each section, which I thought was cool. So if you wanted to go filter before drive or drive, after filter or and it just looks really cool um this is a prototype they've sent and i just said send me it I'll, I'll get a video up before the campaign ends um and hope it's successful and send it back and that's as far as it's gone but i genuinely do just really wanted to see it succeed i think for people uh well with modular that can cv it great but putting it next to volkers and pocket operators and bringing in some nice process into that world i think would be really exciting Cool. So well, I wanted that's...
0: to give a shout that was And so you have. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure we'll get yeah. news about when it's live and we'll stick our story up there and uh, that will be cool. Um, let's see what else have we got here. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Did, we, uh, did anyone see the, this? This is the thing that Tim has been working on for a really long time. Um, this is Endless. And it's the, the kind of new collaborative app. does look like a bit kind of mad things going on there doesn't it It sort of <laughs> looks better from above than it does from in front sort of get the idea it could go to if i don't know Mm -hmm. what the limitation i mean it's still beta but it's uh it's an interesting concept and i suppose you could you could perhaps do this live in terms of you know in the same room you wouldn't necessarily have to be remotely Mm -hmm. remote but i wonder how uh how um Engaging it is because obviously you know you 're seeing them both together but they 're actually both separate it 's an interesting concept I know rich Have you i mean've we've, we've what, how many times have we gone through these these technologies where it 's like online collaboration there is the cube based thing I forgot what it 's called there 's rocket network it never quite kind of came to the fruition where you just thought, yeah, that's, that's, you know, this notion of remote working because of the latency. But I guess if you're looping this, this, this is something that takes it a little bit of a different uh, tack on it. And as we know, Tim is a very, very smart guy and has been thinking about it a long time.
1: Well, it is the collaborative nature of this thing that strikes me as the most unique aspect of it and the real time looking vibe that they've created in that video and if it does actually do that, I can't think of anything else that does. Until they got to the collaborative aspect, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Roly app um, noise, which interacts with blocks in a very similar sort of way and allows you to do those kinds of sequencing tricks uh, right there on the hardware. Although he, it looks to me like he might be operating this thing on his phone. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But but that software also operates on the phone and and so up to the point where he where she overdubbed that voice it was all looking kind of familiar to me and then I went whoa, hang on a second. So um I don't know how people are doing with that. Like for example Ableton uh released their collaborative environment sometime a year or two ago and I don't know I don't I haven't used it but I don't know anybody who is and I'm sure there are lots of people who are. So, um, I'd be interested to know how that's caught on and how many people are using it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's like just because it's not there doesn't necessarily mean it should be, I suppose. The fact that sometimes with technology, we can make things that we think we need, but perhaps we don't. And somebody makes it and you go, wow, it was all right. But I mean, hmm. I don't know. With but Tim, sometimes the thing- things, take a, sometimes yeah. things also take a really long time to catch on.
1: I, I yeah, would that- give you, as an example of this, text messaging which existed in cellular phone world for like a decade before everybody decided that they loved it and started using it. Um, True. Right. And there's been a bunch of other features that, or, or products that took a while before they really caught on. And sometimes a company will stick with a product and sometimes they won't. And when they do, sometimes it pays off. And- Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in uh, Isotope's Spire product tangentially on the same level. I'm interested to see. If well, maybe if it, in- if it if
0: it integrated. Imagine if it integrate if it could integrate so you could use the audio mm. interface and yeah, that would be kind of cool. And maybe that's something that would happen. Which this uh, thing Spire with this that would make sense. Yeah.
1: Oh well, that that's interesting a, too. But even just Spire on its own does some interesting collaborative things between the hardware and the and your phone that nothing else that I know of does. And uh, mm. I'm interested to see that. Germinate in the in the marketplace. Well, I just think... like I'm interested to see how this thing spurs other development in the marketplace.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I get your I'm point. Done. Well, guys, I'll come to you because you you did a thing with uh, Tim, uh, and he was sort I of did. alluding to working on things then, wasn't he? Yeah, That's that, right. The, and so that and that was this. a couple of years ago, and it was this.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I uh, I I was shown an early version of this as well, uh, and I think they're focusing on getting it out of the door first for iOS, um, and then with a plan for it to then be vst and it being you know uh, but they're trying Android. to
0: yeah
3: yeah maybe. they're trying to take they're trying to take they're trying to really take the time to get it right um, it's meant to be incredibly spontaneous and fun kind of way of working that's that's its that's its goal um tim is all about sponta- spontaneity i mean I urge everybody to check out the little features that we did with him it was really good i got to play with him and he was uh, i was playing stuff in and he was instantly taking what i was doing and turning it in turning it into stuff you know and uh uh the idea of doing that with um people from wherever you know it is a really interesting thing um do you remember a few years back when ohm studio launched from uh ohm force uh which yeah. had quite an an interesting idea of an interactive DAW uh, and that had, uh, you know, so where you could actually see edits going on kind of in real time in front of you. um, uh, I'm not sure quite how well that took on. I mean, the problem I thought that they had with Ownforce was it was was kind of wanting you to learn a whole new DAW platform when most people are quite happy in the platforms that they're working on. I think this is a little bit different in the in the fact that they're trying to make it, you know, a, like a VST, something that you can insert into your existing platform. Um, well, that would
0: be interesting. If you, you you could actually hmm. incorporate that, that would be a way to so somebody on their phone could be hmm. interacting real time with your actual studio session. That's an interesting yeah.
3: Way. So there, I mean, it's a very ambitious. It's a very ambitious. Uh, plan but I I mean from what I've seen so far it it does look really really good I'm going to be um getting stuck into it pretty soon uh on the the beta um and I will definitely be talking about it more in the near future as well because this is something that I am super interested in uh and you know like sorry just to hark back to what the week that away that I've just had with Ben at Synth Reactor but the spirit of collaboration is just, it is, it's, it's so good. I mean, yeah, like take for instance, the the, the Moog One and the bass, and I've never played with, um, with Once Upon a Synth before, but we were making music together straight away and just, uh, and to be able to have that very instant reaction, you know, interaction, uh, to find some way to do that through software, it is, oh god i mean as i say many many attempts at it maybe this one will get it right i'm kind of rooting for it i think tim exile is such a smart cookie and um and some of the people he's got working on this are yeah very 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 cool people so yeah. with experience with experience you know so i think that experience is the thing that uh, i think gives this an edge really
0: I wonder if this is this is kind of becoming. I went to a thing at the weekend actually. If I was going to plug it. Uh, it's in Froome. It's uh, called Br- Froome Breeze Block Beats, and it's just in, a, in the mm-hmm. basement of a little church uh, in Froome, which is local to where I am. And basically, people just show up and they on the night and they'll just do a 20-minute set. It's kind of a bit like what we did at Sonic, but it's completely sort of random. And I, I was thinking, oh, I'd like to do that. Uh, but I was thinking oh, maybe I'll maybe I need to get into a looper because I like the idea of a synth and a looper. And this, this sort of thing makes it a bit simpler. I don't know the simplicity of it. I mean, I'm not sure about having it on my phone. That's the thing. I like the idea of maybe plugging a synth into it and inputting that so that it could then be used by someone who is controlling it. Ben, I, I, I don't know whether you know I want to be making music on a phone, particularly personally.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah working in uh, up until more recently working uh, as a music lecturer in college or 16 plus here in the uk um i think this would work incredibly well and i actually think the students at least the ones i had in the classes that i was uh, taking they'd probably engage way more than a daw you know we had just a suite of imax with logic on or whatever program they were using um funnily when completely opposite for us for the music making process i think they would engage more <laughs> with the with the phone um it right. should be interesting to see if that's the case actually I, I like the idea for quick and quirkiness, a bit like pocket opera. I like, I'd love the PO twelve, the original uh, drum pocket operator for just quick little beats. Mm. And I find I make lots of loops with it that I record and then kind of build up a custom sample pack almost for a specific project or something. I don't find I take them as seriously though, and I think the phone would fit into that category for me. That I don't know how serious i'd be but but that said if it inspired an idea sending a loop off to a singer or, some, or someone you're working with and that comes back that might be the thing that makes me fire up the DAW and try it i agree though once it's in plug-in form if it becomes a really quick like you can seriously have an evening where you are collaborating with someone for a few hours and the back mm. and forth is really seamless between the two that's really exciting
0: it is. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it appeals to the nature in us. You know, we've all been there. I mean, I've told the story. I'm sure we all have. Where you know, we're going on holiday, or we're going to do something, or we 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 invest in equipment or workflow because we think somehow this creative output needs somewhere to go when we're when we're not in our studios. And so, therefore, you know, if we've got something that will capture it, somehow it'll mean that we won't waste any ideas. And mm-hmm. it'll and then ultimately, you, you either never use it or. You're off when you're doing that. You're not actually thinking about that sort of thing. So it's actually better that you don't have it with you because it's you Uh, know it's you're not working at the moment. So I don't know. So so I think if they get the if they get the social media kind of implementation,
3: you know, what I mean by that, sorry, the chat style interface, right? You know, and um, well, again, you know, uh, a lot of the YouTubers from last week were all um, invited into a Discord um, chat channel. Discord is uh, is like a a little you know chat chat app i suppose it's uh, become popular th- from or i think it was developed more for um, gamers but um now we've seen loads of activity on this discord between the different youtubers uh now if we were doing that inside of endless like chatting Using Endless as the as the the platform for chatting. The fact that you can chat and jam. Quick,
0: just stick a yeah. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. So then I, you think, ooh, and just so
3: even if like even if you were just kind of using it just to sort of say, oh, I've just had you know I've been I've just patched this sound together. Do, do, do Have a listen and and you do it in in the and it, and then someone goes, oh yeah, that's great. And put something over the top of it and uh, and it's like a kind of organic development. Um, I think it's really really
2: interesting i mean you do yeah i was really i was really excited um about a week ago i think it was isotonic that posted it but i don't know if it was then that developed it it was a max for live device that was just a text notepad that just perfectly sat within the device window at the bottom of Able to right live. and i love that logic's had a notepad feature and i think cubase probably probably has for yes. some time yeah and it's really lovely just you know between say the beat repeat and the auto filter you give someone a little note don't forget that i mentioned with disney tweaking <laughs> or re-record right. that loop or whatever it is mm. um i think it's really useful generally
0: yeah mm-hmm. i know rich i mean you know you 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 have a mobile system i know you take your uh roly or have taken your roly out with you you know for that reason i mean but that's a bit more of a self-contained already existing workflow i suppose i mean But there is an almost a desire for us to want to be able to have creative output on tap without having to sort of go rather than you know it's it's more advanced than just the dictaphone, but something that you could then use. You know, we feel we should, Mm -hmm. but 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 is that is that right? (laughs) I suppose. Why not? Yeah, I suppose. (laughs)
1: uh, (laughs) unless you don't want to carry it but i mean pretty much any of these devices would do at this point for this sort of thing and depending on the level of polish that you're after and how many you want to carry along and microphones and such um why not
0: yeah i i think record
1: record (laughs) stuff (laughs) people do yeah i mean i love that bit in the uh in the uh in the event that Gaz and uh, Ben attended last week, where somebody was about to run outside to some industrial shop they'd found to start sampling things, I think Gaz mentioned it that there was going to be some feeding of a DJ with these industrial samples. I love that. Idea. I just love the the yeah. spirit of it. Let's go bang on stuff and see what happens. I love <laughs> that. You know, like some bring some mallets. You know, a violin bow. <laughs> you know, see what you can do. You know, yeah, hammer. absolutely.
0: Okay, well, I, it feels like we're 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 kind of uh, we're at a, a juncture where it might be wise to uh, to start I've got to go and find out how much dust is in my house. I think because um, that's going to be uh, a bit of a challenge because we <laughs> yeah, currently now we, we only have one bedroom functioning bedroom now, and that's my daughter. So I don't exactly know where me and Jane are going to sleep tonight. <laughs> it might have to be. Somewhere else, uh, but I will find that out. But I want to say thank you very much for, for joining us and coming back to, uh, to, to kick off the uh, Sonic Talk process again after our rather unfortunate break. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to everybody for that. And before we go, I quickly say um, if you want to enter the competition to win Isotope, we're looking for the hashtag edit and repair audio. Uh, and the hashtag, excuse me, that's, a, that's probably the dust call. Uh, and the hashtag RX7 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. Anyway, that's it for this week. I want to say thanks very much, Rich, for joining us. Been a pleasure to have you. I know you're probably in and out of the country. So, yeah, good to, my, to, to sync up that way. So thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, the pleasure was mine. Thank you, guys.
0: And also, Mr. Divkid, Ben Wilson, thank you. I guess you've got yeah. more content coming on your channel. Pretty sharpish, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. so I'm going to do something with that spice really quick so that I can pledge on it and know that I'll get one, hopefully, <laughs> promote <laughs> the campaign. suit myself, very selfish, um, and yeah, loads of modular stuff coming up. Our live stream uh, on Sunday at 8pm with many of the uh, YouTubers uh, that were at the Sim Actor event, if Excellent. people want to join we and chat about that.
0: Cool. And uh, also, yeah. Gaz, thank you very much for joining us as well. I, I, I think someone's trying to get in touch with me. There may be an and emergency.
3: Oh, uh, Just wanted to say very quickly, check out the Look Mum No Computer uh, YouTube channel, uh, because one of the videos there that I was involved in was amazing, where they took the, an €8,000 uh, Neumann binaural for head. Mounted it on a record deck, took it into the middle of the synth room in the in the shop itself, where there was about 50 different synthesizers all plugged into monitors, and we just went around uh, gaffering uh, notes down to make a massive drone, and then span the head on the on the turntable, and you can I'm... listen.
0: Oh that sounds great. <laughs> I will t- I really am going to have to go. There's obviously yeah. go, an emergency go, go. happening. Thanks Thank you very much everybody. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. Bye. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for watching and uh, see you. Bye bye.